Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, Jane Babcock has been a volunteer for over 12 years, serving the veterans in her state of Wisconsin, but also helping others nationwide. Praise God. Now, through her volunteer training and guidance with one-on-one virtual calls, live podcast interviews, in-person group and virtual classes, Jane has been on the forefront of helping veterans navigate the mazes of bureaucracy, especially inside the VA. Now, her mission is to educate every veteran, their families, and their widow or widowers on the benefits, which the VA seems pretty happy to keep secret. Amen? If you missed any of the preceding two episodes out of this great three-part interview, you just need to go back and catch up. In fact, I recommend you get out a notepad and paper and take notes, especially if you are a veteran that has had a hard time getting your claims approved, or if you happen to be a family member of a veteran that needs help from the VA. Amen? All right, let's jump back into the conclusion now of this great interview with Jane Babcock. What about funeral benefits? Do VA counselors help with those also? Yes, 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 yes. In many places, the veteran service officer is the one that's actually ordering the flags for the funeral homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping track, the funeral home provides them a form saying, we just had service for this veteran and they order another flag. So they keep a stock in, but they help the veterans receive their their flag. They also order the presidential memorial certificate, thanking them from our nation for their service. They will also help the widows apply for any benefit that they're entitled to. If a veteran is receiving VA compensation, then the VA will provide a small funeral stipend, just like the Social Security one, Mm -hmm. on top of the Social Security one. And then they will also apply when there is a connection between the death of the veteran and their service-related injuries or illnesses. So if a veteran death is contributed to by their military service, Mm -hmm. then they're entitled to a $2,000 burial stipend. And they're also entitled to what's called DIC, dependent indemnity compensation. And that's where so much of what I was talking about earlier with Nehmer comes into play, or even other periods of service. If a veteran died of ALS or died due to the complications of ALS, that is the one presumptive that covers all generations of veterans. Amen. Amen. Every three people that get it, generally two are veterans. Mm. And since it's so much more prevalent in our community, the VA recognizes it. So if a widow comes in and says, my veteran died of ALS 12 years ago. Well, it was 11 years ago that they put it on the list. So she didn't know. Mm. She's now entitled to DIC. Unfortunately, she can't get any of the back pay 
Uh, but going forward, yeah. that $1,800 a month can be very right. significant. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, and I've, I've heard that veterans should like pre-arrange funeral plans in a VA cemetery, like get pre-approved or whatever, well before their death or that of a spouse. How is that accomplished if they're not like in a terminal state of health already? Oh, you don't have to be in a terminal state. Any, anyone can walk in and the veteran service office, again, will help you with those things. They know the forms. They know where their cemeteries are in their own state. They have connection. They have a relationship with all the CVSOs across the country because that's who they go train with every year. Mm. So they can, you want to be buried in Iowa? Let's check with the Iowa rep and see what cemeteries are available. Right now, our Milwaukee campus is closed to accepting anybody right now, but they're in the process of opening up another piece of land. Mm. So they can help you set up for a particular cemetery. They can help you with the paperwork if you qualify to go into Arlington and things like that. And they can, they can do everything, everything except for ordering your bronze plaque or your headstone. <laughs> okay. Because Who does that? there's a, there's a date on there. We haven't uh, determined yet. Ah, gotcha. Okay. What about uh, spouses? Are they eligible for a burial in the VA cemetery? Yes. They can be buried right next to their veteran. And that's why pre-arrangement is always a good idea mm-hmm. so that the cemetery knows this veteran passed. And then 10 years later, if the spouse passes, they've got that spot reserved next to them. What if the spouse predeceases the veteran? They can be placed and then the veteran can be placed. Really? Okay, cool. Amen. Amen. So again, I know that's important. Yeah. Yes, it's all pre-planning. And of course, okay. now uh, cemeteries, a lot of them have columbariums, you know, the upright type things. They have mm-hmm. crypts in some places. They have plots. And of course, sometimes things happen in families and say a spouse remarries and they say, well, I'm going to go ahead and be, you know, buried with my current spouse. Mm. But then that marriage was dissolves and they decide, no, I do want to go back to the person I spent the most time with, well, that slot in between may have been given away. So let's go ahead and have this second person cremated and they can be placed in the same plot type of thing. That's all dependent on the cemetery, what they will allow and won't allow. Are most most of the cemeteries going to cremation simply because of space? Some of them, yes. Um, Milwaukee for a while had a cremation cremation rule only for a while because of space. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we're in the process of opening up another piece of land. So okay. we're hoping that, you know, they'll go back to regular because mm-hmm. there are, you know, there are some demands religiously for some people that cremation's not allowed. Right. Yeah. Amen. So uh, you're also trying to put together a big media push to get this information out there for Veterans Day. Uh, this is 2022 time of the recording. Uh, can you share what it is you're trying to put together? Yes. I have been doing the internet for about two years now. When I retired, I couldn't give up my family that easily. So I started with just doing articles. Then I got invited to podcasts and live streams. I've done live streams that went to radio and things like that. But I've also done virtual classes for like groups of assisted living administrators. And I do personal phone calls, one-on-ones, give you advice, help you find that connection to that VSO locally and things like that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I'm not getting any younger. (laughs) So I want to get to national television. 
out of our current 19 million veterans, 9 million of them are over the age of 65. I don't know a lot of 80 some year old veterans that are on the internet. Right. I don't know exactly. a lot of 65 year old veterans that are right. on the internet, or at least more than just doing basic email. Mm-hmm. So, and the widows no less because once their veteran passes, they have no interest in looking into the VA, mm-hmm. but yet, There's probably 8 million widows out there over 65 and 4 million of them may be eligible for either compensation or pension, wartime pension, which I'll cover in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But the media push I'm trying to do is to either get to national television or even large regional television markets so that I can eventually get to national or whether it's news stories leading up to Veterans Day, whether it's a talk show, a documentary, anybody out there with media connections, I am simply a grassroots. Everything I do is at no cost to anybody, and I do it out of my own need to take care of my family. We are our brother's keeper, only Mm -hmm. in our case, because of the military connection, we are our family's keeper. Yeah. Amen. So if you have a connection out there or if you do podcasts or do radio stations or whatever, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of widows and veterans that are living below poverty and or terminally ill, paying for their care, possibly losing their homes to it. Mm -hmm. When our VA and our nation are supposed to be taking care of them. Amen. Amen. You just mentioned something about wartime pensions. What is it you like to share? Yes. Okay. In almost 12 years as a county veteran service officer, one veteran was able to say yes to, have you ever heard of pension? And he had heard of it, but he didn't know how it worked. Any veteran and or widow or widower of a veteran If that veteran served during wartime, there is a pension program to keep them above poverty. Mm. So when we're talking about homeless veterans and stuff, that's just so wrong because there is supplemental income. Unfortunately, they don't have an address, so that makes it difficult. But in the VA system, they will take anyone that served during wartime. If they stayed here in the States or whatever, they supported the machine for the guys that were in combat. So they will take a list of all incomes, interest off of accounts, income that we think of as far as wages and all that kind of stuff. Anything that's a source of income that's taxable income, the VA is going to add it all up and say, this is what your income is. Now we will subtract your Medicare premium, your dental insurance premium, Uh, Maybe your spouse is in assisted living. If that's the case, generally speaking, your income is smaller than your outgo. So you may be eligible for that full pension. Mm. For a married couple, it could mean over $2,500 a month tax-free. Yeah. Amen. So for a single veteran, it can, excuse me, can mean over $1,800 a month for a surviving spouse, it could mean 
$1,200 a month. Add that to what's ever left of your income. You can see how that will help improve the quality of life, at least getting them up to poverty. Amen. Yeah. And unlike Medicaid, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, that's kind of like Medicaid. And but in that case, if you're single, you have to be down to two thousand dollars in assets Mm. in the VA system. We will start supplementing much earlier based on your age. Obviously, if you're 99 and your medical expenses cover what's expected to be a very short life term, then the VA is not going to supplement as much. Mm -hmm. But if you're 70 with a life expectancy of 90 and you're already upside down because your spouse is in assisted living, the VA is going to start supplementing at the full level in order to help you maintain some of those savings. And what we look at, what, excuse me, not we, the VA looks at is things, not your primary residence, not your home, not your personal assets, but they do look at what do you have in bank accounts and other accounts that could be turned into cash tomorrow if you needed it. If you had to draw out of an account where you had to leave 20% for tax purposes for that account, then they're going to count that 80%. And they're going to look at the total. And if that total is less than $139,000, you may well qualify to start Mm -hmm. receiving that uh, that $2,000 plus a month. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't let our veterans live below poverty. And people will ask, well, is this only for the older veteran? No, it's not. If that younger veteran under 65 is no longer able to work, but because of their civilian life, my youngest applicant was 21 years old. He'd come home from the sandbox, been in a motorcycle accident when a guy pulled out of his driveway without looking hit my guy, sent him flying. He landed on his helmet. Thank God he had one on. But he had a major compression injury to his spine and a brain injury. They really didn't expect him to live through the night. But when he did, they had him in the local ICU. And because he was part of the VA healthcare system, I called Milwaukee and said, Here's the veteran, here's the hospital he's in, here's the contact name, excuse me. And they called the hospital and said, send the bills to us. Community care allows emergency life care to be given at the VA's expense. Amen, amen. So don't take on an emergency room bill when you don't need to. Right. So he went and stayed at that hospital for three or four months before he was stable enough to transport down to Milwaukee. They sent an ambulance, got him. And luckily, our Milwaukee VA has one of five premier spinal centers. Mm. So he was in one of the best places in the world for a spinal injury. They taught him everything from learning how to walk again, to feeding himself, to doing everything. Unfortunately, his brain injury left him to be a young teenager, very young. and he is not able to live without guidance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, his family was able to rent a small apartment, two houses down. Mom makes sure he takes his meds every day and takes him to and from the doctors and physical therapy and all the things. But at the age of 22, because of his short work career, mm-hmm. he did not qualify for social security disability. Yeah. yeah. He only qualified for supplemental income, which at that time was well less than $900. Yeah. Well, obviously you're not going to live on $900, at least not comfortably. So we applied to the VA healthcare, the top, excuse me, the pension side. And they provided him actually a few dollars more per month than what the SSI. So combined Mm -hmm. the two of them kept him above poverty with the additional benefit of aid and attendance since there was somebody having to help him coordinate his daily living. Amen. Amen. What about a veteran? I'm thinking about someone in particular right now that, you know, they have a good income, they have health insurance and all that, but they'd like to have their prescriptions filled at the VA and still go down and have that annual physical that you were talking about. Is that something they can still do? Or is that income-based and... and Well, that's where your VSO might come in handy. Oftentimes, I had veterans come in and say, well, you know, I'm working, I have this great big income, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the VA is first and foremost going to say, do you have any injuries or illnesses still giving you trouble? Oh, you were on the flight line. Hmm. Did you ever experience episodes where you were exposed to extreme noise and didn't have your hearing protection on, didn't have your muffs on. Well, yeah, every once in a while, you know, I'd be over in the shop and people would be, you know, working on engines and revving them up or World War II or Korean War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reservist yeah. going up to Fort McCoy, constantly firing 105 howitzers. He's a tax accountant the rest of his life. <laughs> He wasn't exposed to noise on a civilian job. Right. So his twice, two weekends out of the year and his two weeks every summer when he was up at Fort McCoy firing 105 howitzers, often without protection, that's his noise exposure. Mm. And we have medical records showing, you know, like his employment or his civilian medical records showing that he had hearing loss even while he was still in the reserves. Mm. And afterwards, the progression of it, well, now we get him service-connected at 10%. He could be earning a million dollars a year. Okay. He's eligible for VA health care. Amen. Amen. So the veteran service officer often can find things that may yeah. come in. Or if you don't know the Camp Lejeune and you've already been treated for that cancer and your God has blessed you and you are cancer-free right now, because there's a chance it may come back, the VA is going to say, come on in, mm. let's take care of you. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's not the injury that's or illness that's giving you trouble today, but you've managed to survive it. Yeah. Amen. Unfortunately, our Vietnam guys get a prostate cancer that often comes back mm. two and three times. Mm. Yeah. They may get the same cancer even after having their prostate out. Amen. Amen. Well, Jane, this has really been informative. I know I've learned a lot and our listeners have as well. How can they reach out to their local benefits educator or 
director in their area? And how can they find someone like you that can help them locally? Well, first and foremost, call your county government. Because like I said, 32 states have county veteran service offices. Okay. And then call your, if you don't have a county one, call the state, either Department of Military Affairs or Veterans Affairs, check with them. If you belong to a veteran organization, odds are there's a representative somewhere at a regional office or in a different state. But like I said, sometimes that local guy is the most important. Always you want to have the information in place that you are a veteran locally so that if you pass away, we recognize that the flag needs to be given to the funeral home. We recognize that you have a widow or family members, children that may need our services, may need the services of a veteran service office. Mm -hmm. So please reach out to them. If nothing else, reach out to me at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a social site, but it's a mm -hmm employment and professionals type right. of place. I will be happy to send you the links and attachments to any of the programs that we just talked about, plus a little more information, the complete list of presumptive illnesses, the uh, spreadsheet that can actually put in the numbers for your medical information, expenses, and your income information. It'll do the math and show you whether or not you may qualify for that pension and if so, how much you might be eligible Amen. for. Amen. And and what is that uh, LinkedIn? Is just your name or? Yep. Just, just look for Jane Babcock. Okay. Um, I'm usually the top one that comes up because I'm the most quote talkative on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll put I'll put links to all this in the show notes below as well as those yes. documents you talk about. I'll put link direct links to those as well. Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Folks, as a veteran and just as an American, I'm shocked to to see how the bureaucracy is treated and continues to treat our heroes. It is a tragedy. It really is. And folks like Jane Babcock are here to help. Now if you want to get in touch with your local VA benefits educator, look them up, like she said. Find a contact number or email Jane. She'll tell you where to go look it up, you know, and, and she can probably refer you to someone or maybe email you the info you need, as she said, to get started on her LinkedIn. Uh, and I'll put the links to her LinkedIn page down below. But this is something that you need to take control of. Amen. And I urge you, if you're a veteran or a family member of a veteran or, or just aware of a situation involving a veteran, please get this information to them so they can start getting the help they need that's due to these veterans. Amen. Jane, it was a pleasure talking with you today, and I appreciate all that you've done and all that you're still doing for our veterans. Thank you, Robert. And one last note, find out what your state benefits are. Here in Wisconsin, we have property tax relief for our 100% service connected. We have education benefits for an additional four years beyond the federal education benefit oh, wow. for our veterans. And also if a veteran is 30%, that education benefit can be used by the spouse and or children. Amen, amen. That's so you never know what's there. We even have healthcare vouchers for mental health. Mm. Unfortunately, the VA, like every place else, is overwhelmed as far as mental health goes. Out here, I know, trying to get my granddaughter into mental health care, 
they were telling us four months wait. Well, if you're in crisis, four months is too long. So the state of Wisconsin for our veterans provides them vouchers to go to the outside world. Amen. Amen. That's good information. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Jane Babcock, myself, Pastor Bob Reminder, you be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.